Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still Maximum Joseph. Bloody hot shit, eh? You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Interrupted myself. (laughs) Hello, New York City! (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's fantastic to be here. Welcome to the worst idea of all time. Second to last ever episode, ever, of all time. My name is Tim Bat. And my name is Guy (laughs) Montgomery. And please welcome our special guest, all the way from Ireland, Maeve Higgins. Thank you. <laughs> I lied about where you're from, kind of. Yeah, I'm Texan. Yeah. <laughs> but what an Irish lilt you put on. <laughs> yeah, do you want me to stay in my Irish character for the whole show? Uh, no, I'd actually prefer if you reverted back to your original <laughs> Texan accent. If it would help, Guy and I also have tremendous southern accents, okay. which could guide you on your way. <laughs> Uh, I do appreciate. There you, you're so welcome, little lady. It's it's. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. No, I'm I feel like you're not committing. Yeah, I'm doing my New Zealand character. It's my best character. <laughs> oh, I see. Now, before we kick off, I would like to ask, just this is as a gauge, because we are going to do this show once again in mm. you know filthy Los Angeles. How do you guys enjoy the last twenty minutes of playlisting before? <laughs> <laughs> Did it feel like a punishment? Well, I think, because now you know a little bit. <laughs> Guy thought it would be a funny gag, everyone listening at home, to play Justice's titular track, We Are Your Friends, for 20 minutes to really prep the audience for this live show. Well, but initially you were going Chuck to play... that mic in there, mate. Really eat that shit. That's how we... I have to oh. adapt to him, so we all do. Okay, so you initially you were going to play it for, like, the entire hour since Doors... This Doors trip. open at seven, the show is at eight, and, and they were laughing backstage, imagining all of you suffering. <laughs> and then they had that New Zealand conscience, and they were like, let's just leave it for 20. <laughs> That's the last time I'll do your accent, I'm sorry. There is three perfect accents from you, mate. <laughs> this, this, is, this is all going to be on my voice reel. Yeah, it's a, what better place for a voice reel than a live <laughs> podcast? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> hey, Maeve Higgins, mm-hmm. uh, noted and beloved Irish comedian. Mm-hmm. I have spent so much fucking time with Guy Montgomery in the last fortnight that I almost exclusively want to talk to you. <laughs> Pick your brains, 
find out what's going on with your day, how you're feeling, <laughs> what your thoughts are about certain issues. But <laughs> predominantly, you've just watched We Are Your Friends for the first time. Yeah. What a <laughs> I never even heard of it before. What did you think of the film? I found it moving, actually. <laughs> That's good, because I did write down in my notebook, uh, have you ever not enjoyed a movie? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I got really frightened watching Silence of the Lambs. But, like, that was still kind of enjoyable. Yeah, that's the intent of the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, I get movies. I'm like a storyteller. (laughs) So. I laughed a little too rapturously at the notion that you are, in fact, a storyteller. (laughs) Yeah, I actually am. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. But you found it moving. Yeah, I did, because I don't want to spoil it, but when Squirrel dies. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I mean. When one of the characters had... I think the damage has been done. (laughs) Maeve was genuinely shocked. She's not lying about being moved. You were... It tore you up, huh? I just thought that they would revive him. Yeah. And, like... And then we're at the funeral all of a sudden, and it's like, it didn't happen. And I thought there would be an autopsy. Remember I said, will there even be an autopsy? You did. Which I actually tried to convince you there was one, but I think you saw through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it cut to the funeral almost immediately. Yeah. So what I is an autopsy traditionally performed? It's pretty quick, huh? I think, yeah, I mean, the friends wouldn't do it, obviously. It would be, <laughs> his body would be transported to a, um, a autopsy factory. Right, an, a morgue. Do you yeah. know, ironically, I think the one who would be best suited is Squirrel, because he's the smartest. But um. That's true. You didn't have this context, Maeve, because we sheltered it from you. But in a behind-the-scenes interview, Zach Efron reels that Squirrel's character went to university. <laughs> and through another piece of research, we discovered he studied math, I think. Wow. <laughs> I think right. but, Ma- but Zach Efron's character, in, in the, in, when he's in the car with the model, says, school's stupid or something. Like, he's like, school doesn't matter yeah, or something like that. Like, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> he says, school's a waste of time. Yes, school and is a waste of time. To which Emily Radishkowski replies, only if you're doing something better. It can't, no, actually, right. can't, the, the exact oh, line. Oh, God. <laughs> it's happened so early. Is it can be. I mean, you would think I would have it by now. If you're doing something better with your time. 59 watches. We're not in there anymore, man. We're out. I know, but still. It's... <laughs> Oh. So, aside from the fact that they kill off Squirrel to try and achieve some form of emotional resonance yeah. in this wasteland, <laughs> what well, else did you specifically find moving? Oh, I suppose just like friendship and young guys together. <laughs> just like reminded me of my own life back in rural Ireland. <laughs> What part about their lifestyle reminded you of your own life back in rural Ireland? Like I'll take it from here. Thanks, Maeve. So I, rural... I literally asked Maeve the question, Tim. I heard you. I'm not deaf. <laughs> Maeve's from a part of Ireland where they eat a lot of sushi and play EDM nonstop. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? Yeah, no, I think it was just like the bleakness and the alcohol. <laughs> But the sushi, the, the constant references to sushi were so confusing to me. I was like, who is behind this film? Like, what? Big Fish? I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to a understand gag. this, Maeve. Yeah. But no, hold uh, on. In storytelling, we deploy a technique called motif. Oh. Um, 
you know, it's just something that we refer to, you know, yeah. you know, constantly throughout the movie. And in this movie, right, one right. of the motifs is <laughs> sushi. Oh, so it makes you feel like rooted in their experience or something? Just a thread to follow, I guess. It's just that... What the, else are you going to do for an hour and You've got to put up some <laughs> scaffolding around which to construct a story. <laughs> the other recurrent, like beautiful part was whenever a woman walked by they would all swing their heads like labradors like oh it's <laughs> like, like your upbringing in rural <laughs> ireland <laughs> exactly beautiful <laughs> i didn't mean to um uh subvert the medium of podcasts because predominantly it's audio but uh <laughs> you are rocking such a strong aesthetic this evening guy <laughs> That I kind of want to get to the bottom of what it's all about. And to fill everyone in, close your eyes, please, and come with me on a, a short journey. We have... So the people in the room, obviously, you don't need to close your eyes. It would probably be most effective if actually you kept your eyes exactly open. A tie that I can describe as being at the perfect length because it just touches the top of your uh, belt when you're standing up. It's actually, if I... No, it's a little too short when I stand oh. up. <laughs> Oh, it is too. Look at that. There's a three-finger three gap between but the end of the tie and the belt. When sitting, pretty good. And he knew he was going to be sitting, so nailed it. Thank you. Are you slumping on purpose? I would like to think my posture's pretty sound right oh, now. Oh, never mind. <laughs> a donned on said shirt. Every, every NBA franchise appears to be represented. There's a logo. I mean, there's, there's all the logos of all the teams. Uh, we've got that famous hat. Which is from, what is the material called? Towel. towel. <laughs> a turquoise colour. And then a long sleeve business shirt, which yeah. is a uh, sort of an aquamarine. And then, of course, the jeans. Of course, the jeans. A light blue. Stone wash? Uh, you know, I bought these, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I, I don't know what the guy said, but it works. <laughs> Maeve, what, is, what does this man do for a living? Um, I guess, like, an accountant. Um, <laughs> Pretty zany accountant. Yeah. Yeah, like a, a... I mean, actually, you do remind me of my uncle, who <laughs> is a... He is an accountant, but an accountant in a donkey sanctuary in Ireland. <laughs> Sorry, and one he, more time. In a what sanctuary? Donkey sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually Google as like Ireland's only donkey sanctuary and he's the accountant there. <laughs> and he dresses like in all monochrome colours and cool ties and he has a moustache. Like he dress he you're so like him. Sick. <laughs> Give it up for Mabe's uncle, everyone. He was good enough to come out and join us from the northern are we in the northern hemisphere right now? Are we? Uh, Are we? Yeah. Yeah, we're in New York. There. Oh, hey, how you doing? Okay, so that, that's my knowledge of geography. So There's so many more people in this room than I was expecting, Tim, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but can I just to keep you on your same train of thought? The way that you wanted to talk about the outfit was for you to just list the outfit. Oh, we're done there. We're <laughs> off. At, at, at stations, uh, we've whizzed past it. We stopped, we let some people on, we let some people off, and we're on again. So you just <laughs> describe train. what I'm wearing and then move on. Yeah. It's a is fun that, game. Is that okay no, with you? good. Yeah, yeah. No, we should have done it every episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good segment. Oh, speaking of segments. Why don't you describe what he's wearing? Yeah. But make it up for the audience at all. Oh, that's good. I, I want, you know, I will, Tim is wearing 
Uh, a mermaid tail? <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. They can't see him. Yeah. But they can hear. you got to do that off mic. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and he's also wearing a white T-shirt. And a, if you can imagine this, a denim jacket. <laughs> I fucked it. You really did. <laughs> you took the offer and took a dump on it, my dude. <laughs> Terrible stuff. Hey, Maeve, it's time for the first segment. You ready? Yep. All aboard. Whoop, whoop. Shining Lightville. Population, three of us. Oh, cool. Okay. I We're going to get out and do some sightseeing of the <laughs> film that we just watched. Mm-hmm. Some of us have seen it once. Some of us have seen it 59 <laughs> times, which seems crazy to say out loud all of a sudden. Uh, but some of us have seen it 59 times. And uh, uh, are you comfortable with kicking off, or do you want me to burn some? No, I'm so ready. Maeve Higgins, what was your favourite bit of this movie? We are your friends. Um, there was a, a very small scene where they were eating cake, and I don't. It wasn't clear whose birthday it was. They. It was pretty clear. The, <laughs> was it? Yeah, it's kind of expressly spelled out. I know that the. It was it the guy who got the cake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just for future reference, it's usually a pretty good guy. <laughs> Okay, but actually, you're wrong, because usually what happens is somebody brings a cake to the... He just, like, opened the fridge and took out a cake, which isn't how a normal birthday cake is presented to you. Someone brings it over to you, and there's a big ceremony. Do you know, that is so true. Yeah. But this cake is, of course, consumed in the middle of a a lover's tiff. Right. And so all the rules fly out the window. Yeah, so true. So, unconventionally, I guess, he just went to the fridge and got his own birthday cake. Yeah. And he's the elderly DJ. What was his name? James Sorry, did Reed. you just describe him as an elderly DJ? Yes. Fabulous. Yep, 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 you got it. So, James Reed, and he got his own birthday cake, and then he just, like, broke off pieces of it. He was fighting with his girlfriend. They didn't use a plate. He just handed, got handfuls of this lovely cake and passed it on to Zac Efron, who wasn't wasted at all, who should have really been, like, can I get a plate? Is there a fork? But instead, he just went along with it because I guess like it's his mentor. So he was like, I'll just take a handful of cake. And I thought that scene was like really telling. What did it tell you? Just very telling. Okay, gotcha. But telling how? I mean, telling in that like he, he like totally went off of all convention because the older guy did the same. And he also wanted to... Had he been with the girl at that point? Yeah, they dry humped. They dry humped. Oh, okay. yeah. So he had already kissed... No, I'll take the bait. So we had the conversation again, everybody. <laughs> and I asked Maeve, I said, Maeve, based on what you've seen here this evening, do you think that Zac Efron and Emily Ratajkowski's characters fucked in this movie? And she said... I don't know. It wasn't clear to me. It wasn't clear to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. I mean... You're being obstinate. No, I didn't even Which know. I appreciate from a comedy point of view, but also because it's two against no. one and I am the one. No, but... I don't enjoy it. I don't... If you watch... Maybe you should watch the film again. Because... <laughs> Finish your thought. Because <laughs> it didn't show anything. It was just them what kind the, of rolling you, around and then... you're watching a, por- a porno... A porno, you two. I'm looking at both of you. Uh-huh. 
Do you not believe any characters have sex in film? Sometimes they make it super clear. Yeah. But in this one, I mean, the line Give me is, a movie. Yeah. Like their faces are like, oh, or whatever. Like, yeah. Oh. You know, in the, you know, in the, in the Titanic, after, and you're like, yeah, and you know yeah, when yeah, they've yeah, done yeah. it because their faces change. And her hands. There's no yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't see any faces. I can picture their faces, but yeah. I don't know if it shows that. There's but a basically, me hand. You took a fall. The hands. But in the one in the film that we just saw, whatever it's called, it's like not <laughs> clear. They're just kind of rolling around, and then in the morning they're hungry. But every morning you're hungry. <laughs> Those aren't even the clothes. This is a red yeah. herring. They're, they're they're both naked, demonstrably so. No, you no. don't see. No, you don't see anything. You see his back. I am. You see nothing. But I am honestly. Fucking livid. <laughs> this is. You know, it just feels disrespectful know, at this point. You know, point. the thing is, Tim, is you, so you get what you deserve because <laughs> every time we've had a guest in this podcast, Rogers movie, every time the scene comes up, you will gleefully turn to them it's with a like, wicked glint in your eye and say, So, what do you reckon? Do you think they had sex? And everyone, because they're all bores and horny fucks, they say, Yeah, I reckon they did it. And now we turn to, you know, Maeve Higgins of Ireland, a bastion of, and the South, mm-hmm. a bastion of hope and honesty, yeah, and she did not agree you. with your, right. you know, heavy-handed opinion, right. and suddenly, you know, the se- you, 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 he's angry. He's yeah. a real 2017 man. He's mad. <laughs> oh, a woman is saying it's one thing. <laughs> 2017 man. Yeah, to I believe am. woman. <laughs> Maeve specifically said they didn't do it. Hey, well, you know what, guys? You really painted me into a corner here, so maybe they didn't have sex. Well done to both of you. <laughs> that feels so good, Maeve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so right. But so, there's also, yes. c- sorry. No. There's a confrontation in the bathroom, which is like a very clean bathroom mm. for like a dirty club. Yes. And then they say, the, the, um, James, is that his name? The old James Reed from yeah. the Feelers. The elderly DJ. Efron, he's like, um, you know, did you fuck her? Like, and like, if it is the way you want it to be, he'd be like, yes, I did. You know, like, I really enjoyed it or whatever. <laughs> but instead he just like makes a little face, which is like, oh, you're being coy because you, because you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. You know, that, that look he does, that's not yeah. like, yeah, of course we had sex. It's like, I wish I could tell you I did. Yeah. 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 This is a unique feature of an argument where the, uh, the, the, pers- the minority says, you know what, you guys are right. And then the majority says, and fucking another thing. <laughs> While I'm here, that boot on your throat, you know here's what? another fucking foot. Sorry. Hey, Maeve. I just want to put your mind it. at ease. All right. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you for pointing out the clues in the film. I've seen 59. I feel like you're pretty irate to maybe you'd like to share your shining light. Dude, I feel, I feel great. I've just come to the stark realisation after 59 watches that uh, there is ambiguity as to whether or not copulation has occurred (laughs) between our protagonist and love interest of the film. (laughs) I feel enlightened. And uh, you want me to do my shining light? Because I'll do it. You just watch me. I am watching you. (laughs) My favourite bit of the film in this 59th watch is a smile delivered by Jarhead when you're in the... uh, I was going to say cafeteria. That doesn't sound right. Where are they? What are it's a diner, right? Where are they? Where are they? Yeah. (laughs) At the start of the film, you guys have seen the movie, right? 
So, uh, oh, that felt like pandering. Yuck, I take it back. Um, so, at the start of the movie, we were first introduced to Paige Harrell. Uh, it, the boys are having a bit of brunch. Dinner? Well, yeah, it is labelled as brunch, but it is. It's, it's like nighttime. Yeah, yeah. demonstrably yeah. not yeah. brunch. <laughs> so the line of dialogue from Jarhead is, "So what? Can you get us a house?" And then he does this little smile, and it really lit me up this week. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> That's great, man. Yeah. And I also think that they actually cut. So the shot is like, we're, I think we're all on Zicoli at that point, and he's just to the side of the screen, and, but you see that smile. And, oh, there we go. And it's just gorgeous. <laughs> That's so good, man. Do you want to know what word I'd use to describe it? Gorgeous. 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 You just said it. Yeah. I'm smart. <laughs> what was your shining light, guy? Uh, that's the 59th and second to last watch. Yeah, it feels good, huh? I, I tried to put reverb in my voice, but I realised you can't do that when you're just talking. <laughs> Love your sound works. Love your ambition. <laughs> I, would, I would like to say, uh, first of all, it's, it's crazy that we've watched this movie 59 times. Um, and because I remember last time we were at the Bell House was before we did Sex and the City 2. Mm-hmm. And I remember we watched the, the movie before we did the show. I was like, it's wild to me that how excited I am to do this fantastic live show in New York City can be undermined <laughs> entirely by having to watch this. You know, like it's this crazy. Sure. The balance of, pa- it's just like everything in my year has been moving towards <laughs> Sorry, this moment. Sorry, did someone from the audience just say, it's incredible? Because <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> and But this time, I... I don't know if it was maybe your fresh eyes and the way you emoted with the characters, but I was having a lot of fun back there, having a lot of laughs. I know we're not sitting right next to each other, dude, but I'm still a person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're cool. I was part of the watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're cool. And, uh, but the shining light was a moment I'd never, I'd never heard before, actually. It's when Jarhead, so at the end of the first club scene, after they've got 500, you know, 561 heads into right. the club, uh, he's Jarhead and the door lady. He's trying to seduce her. And I'm sh- so sorry. I think it's 563, and I know that'll just tick me off. Yeah. I, think, I thought it was 62. I actually. The three is the last number. I don't know what the 60 is. We got 560 heads. We got 562. Oh, oh maybe be, you're right. It's yeah. gotta be two. Shit. Mm. Oh, we got some fans in the front row. Right. God damn. If 562. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm, I'm glad we went. That's on all detail. by the by. That's I like sure. to think that Jarhead is riding high on the confidence of getting 562 heads into this club, which is incredible, by the way, because their entire marketing approach is flowering a university. It's a one-to-one approach. There's so many fucking people, and for and a film that prides itself on speaking to the millennial generation, there is very little interaction with the online world to promote a gig. <laughs> Their sole job is promoting electronic dance music, which, gun to my head, I would say is pretty heavily associated by internet users. You know? You know, and that might be a better movie. It's just an hour and a half of them boosting posts on Facebook. (laughs) So, hey, man, is this wording right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. How my tags? I fucking boosted a post for this exact event on our Facebook page. I have never died on my ass like I did on that post. Oh, guy. So I put 50 American dollars behind it five days ago. Our page has like several, you know, over 10,000 likes. Seven people liked it. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. Oh, thanks, man. 
I was wearing that. <laughs> That's the thing though, eh? It's it's I think on social media now you see that word like sponsored or boosted or anything, you're like, not on your life will I interact with this. I won't look at it for a microsecond longer than I Do you know what have. it was? I started the post with Whoa Mama. Ah uh, <laughs> <laughs> Guy that stinks. <laughs> well, I, I use that sometimes on my own page, you know, and it goes off. But, uh, but <laughs> so, sometimes it's like when you're do, sometimes like advertising on Instagram gets me so irritated that I interact with it. That's that's great. Is that what you were trying to do? Uh, I was trying to antagonize <laughs> our potential fans. I don't think that's what I was exactly trying to do. Yeah. Maeve, do you remember the last uh, Instagram boosted post that you? Are you okay? Yeah. You feel. Oh, why am I don't I, I don't look okay? I don't know. Are you, I'm just checking. We cool? Yeah. Right. I mean, now what? I'm kind of rattled. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, I'm having it. It's it's yeah, it's good. What was the last like Instagram uh, sponsored post that you remember? Bloody. Oh, it was like earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? Who um, was it? There was a J Crew. Po- they're really pushing like. They have a lot of wintery things now because it's like the season, and uh, it's like a blonde model <coughs> with a wife and or with a husband and baby, and there's somehow for some reason the husband shows her a goat, <laughs> like a goat, and um, I was just like, that's so, so that's so not relevant to my life. Like I, I just, just hate it, and uh, so you know I just said like, is she gonna skin that goat? You know like. I was, <laughs> Kind of got kind of violent. Had it been a donkey, what would you have written? <laughs> Do you know my uncle? <laughs> if that donkey ever runs into trouble, I know a safe <laughs> space for it. Was the post a video or a still? <laughs> it was like a series of stills. I mean, I went what through the them all. Fuck? Yeah, so I it's like a comic all. strip of a guy showing his wife. Yeah, a goat. She was like looking. They were standing on a cliff. She's like looking out into the distance, and then her husband comes over, and then with their child, and then. He, she she's so dead like she's so dead-eyed and then even the goat didn't like bring her to life like she was just I mean, like I've staring at it absently and then the tagline clothes we all need them <laughs> <laughs> and so I hate it and that's like forced into my feed I guess by whatever algorithm because I'm cold man I've been getting so many muscly guys in my feed lately yeah. <laughs> They're all like, you want to work out like me? And I'm like, no, I have never. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I do. Like, I trust the algorithm they're using more than my own instincts now. <laughs> they have more in the looking glass, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> hey, Facebook, how do I need to improve my life? <laughs> well, you need to buy all these things, guys. Yeah. But in some of them are vitamins, some of them aren't, but we pretend they are. Fake vitamins. Fake vitamins. <laughs> but like in the movie that we saw... We are your friend. Sure. Friend. Plural. Um, <laughs> like, they must have struggled so much to show things that were not, like, you know, visible, like, visual. Do you know what I mean? Like, music, for example. So they like must then, have struggled to get music in the movie. No, to, like, show it in a, like, I know, uh, in the a way visual way, like, in a movie way. Like, I kept picturing the screenwriter. It would have been terrifying for them. So, like, if they were also just doing... So, that's why they had to do the flyer scene. So that they can communicate. Yeah, they can just, like show the guys running around. You guys like know the flyer scene, right? It's at the start of the movie where our yeah. champions are running up to a college and they have to distribute flyers for the great uh, gig. It's social. Worth it. 
It's yeah. a good scene. <laughs> yeah, that great. scene or me yeah. explaining that? <laughs> no, but you know what I mean, right? Like, it's such a... So many things about the movie. There's, like, ideas in the movie, and they really struggle to express them. Yeah, I know what you mean, and they spend too much time on all of them. Yeah. Which is crazy, because They the should movies... have really made a diff- different movie. <laughs> yeah. The one where they do all the boosted posts. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't want to get angry, but you motherfuckers are railroading my shining light right, sh- right now. Sh- oh, I forgot uh, that that's what we were doing. Yeah. It's hey, guy. <laughs> Fuck you. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's a shining light. <laughs> so, after, however, whatever methods they've used, they've successfully got 562 heads into the club. Jarhead is trying to seduce the door lady, who I don't think is given a name. And he goes home and says, hey, you know, whatever. (laughs) And uh, then she says, I will go home with you tonight on two conditions. He says, I've seen a lot. Oh, no, that's the first interaction, isn't it? I've seen a lot. I'm all over this. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he does say something. I've seen many door... Oh, yeah, he does. There's been another shining light. I've seen many door ladies in my life. I've seen many door girls in my life, but none of them... And we never get to hear what the second half of that, you know, prepared pickup line is because she cuts him off. But I'd love to know what the second half of the pickup line. I've seen many door girls in my time, but none of them. What could you possibly say? <laughs> none s- of them have entertained me this long. Like she's given him like three seconds of her time, <laughs> and he seems like taken aback and like stunned by that. He is. It's true. Yeah. Applaud. <laughs> sure. And she cuts him off and she says, I will go home with you tonight on two conditions. One, you, uh, uh, this is pretty sexy and you never, I will if never admit to it. If you tell anyone about this, I will never admit to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And two, you shut your fucking mouth for the rest of the night. And yeah. for 58 screenings, I've always thought that is where that performer's performance ends. But this evening I discovered she either improvised, snuck in, or delivered perfectly... Okay? Oh. And that was my shining light. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> this train conductor is getting old and tired. <laughs> hey, it's good stuff, you know. <laughs> oh, did you like you. it because she was like luring him into responding? Uh, she was like, okay, question mark. And if he just said like, okay, she'd be like, you spoke. Do you know, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I'm not going to fuck you. You said okay. I wish I was engaging with the movie in that naive first screening sort of way. <laughs> but no, I enjoyed it because I had never heard her say that before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they both work. But yeah, that's, that's what I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Also, can I, I feel like I made this. I don't know why. I want to show it to everyone. I went to a dollar store. <laughs> It's, that's the whole segment. Guy has... They didn't see it. Guy's oh, made some arts and crafts. Is on a, on a sheet of paper, he's glued together some letters. <laughs> Those letters were... Are, are your friends? Y-F, we are your friends. And they're in glitter letters, but uh, the W has fallen off. When did you start doing prop comedy, Guy? <laughs> Literally this exact moment. <laughs> right. It's easier. Otherwise, you've got to think of stuff. Right. <laughs> That's why you just do whatever. <laughs> There's something very capturing about the sign, though. No one else can see it but me. 
I feel like it deserves attention, and no one else can give it attention except for I can. Look, it's not that capturing, Tim. It's I'm in there. I feel it pertinent to bring up the reason why this might be so capturing for you right now. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll. Uh, Tim had a little, lovely little mushroom before he uh, <laughs> came out. I mean, because sure. I'm looking at the same 99-cent Diamante letters uh, taped onto a piece of card and thinking, this is one of the least capturing things I've ever seen. <laughs> This where you're wrong, friend. That thing deserves our attention, and I'll tell you what else it deserves. Bit of respect. <laughs> it's hard to argue with you. <laughs> Isn't it, though? It is very glittery. <laughs> Thank you, Maeve. I, mean, look, I just, you know, podcast, you know, this is good for us, but of course, predominantly in, you know, audio right. practice. Right. Maeve, can I ask you a question? Yep. Do you think this podcast was a good idea? <laughs> Not this episode, but the whole shebang. Like from, from you, I heard him saying you also watched Sex and City 2 for... Yeah, a year. Right, right, right. We did Grown Ups 2 as well for a year. I mean... Do you know what my podcast is about? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> no, that's fine. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Okay, great. Um, it's like about immigration in a time of um, Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? So, yeah. Oh, wait, no, I did, I did know that. You did? Yes, I did. Yeah, I think your I friend here is a recent immigrant. Mm. Yes. Guy. Yeah. Remember, remember you just moved here? Yeah, I do. I remember that vividly. Yeah, I remember when I met you, the first thing you said to me was, oh, it's a shame I just finished my podcast. Because, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like to listen to, like, podcasts. I don't want to say, like, that don't matter. But, like... <laughs> it's fine. I'll take that on the chin. It's like a nice break for people, right? Like, it's like a restful, like... It's a respite. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard for you guys, and you're losing your minds, it feels like. But for the rest of us to listen, it's like a silly escape. Okay, great. Lovely. All so right. the answer is... I don't think you should do it again. Mm. No, no. <laughs> there's no risk of that. Did you know... There is. There oh. is. Oh, there is, oh there, is, there is one... Wait, you're going to do it again? No, no, there's one shark in the water that we cannot kill on our own. There used to be two, Maeve. Uh, we, we've committed on the record to... Uh, if ever they created a third Sex in the City movie... Oh, my God! We, we, we would do a, another season watching that. But Sarah Jessica Parker quite recently came yeah. out and said, not happening. We tried to make it happen, couldn't make it happen. Uh, and, and another one that we're committed... Uh, was if Adam Sandler makes another Grown Ups movie, Grown Ups 3, <laughs> we have to watch that for not one, but two years. <laughs> oh <my God>. yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, I feel like it would have happened by now if it was going to. But that would get us to the end of the Trump eight years in office. Eight? Four, surely. Really? Uh, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. <laughs> We're not in Maeve in America now, Maeve. <laughs> no, listen. Hey, hey. Whoop, whoop. We're in another bloody segment. <laughs> Look at that. Crazy. I think we put my train conductor hat on. He didn't recognize me. I'm the train conductor. <coughs> Five, six, seven, eight. Getting sentimental with James Reed. You don't need to clap. Yeah. So, 
What do you think about so singing? So much bass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> From such beta guys. Yeah, well, I know we're yeah we are better guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I understand what you're saying it was an insult. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not that's in this like climate. Best, that's like the best. Anyway, okay. Uh, so as we, as we told you, and as you saw during the movie, James Reed from the Feelers, the old DJ, yeah, as yeah. you have categorised him, uh, gives a gift unto his mentee, mm-hmm. Zakoli, mm-hmm. the crying DJ. Uh, and he, 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 he prefaces it by saying, I may have gotten a little sentimental. And then he hands oh, no, for it. for a second. Mentee a word? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're genuinely outraged. I paused you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm not used to an audience. Unpause. <laughs> so if anyone was open to mentee being a word right now, I thought it would be you. You and me both, man. <laughs> you are right to question it. It does not make any sense phonetically and spelling. What is it? M-E-N-T-E-E. It's a it fucking mess. Yeah. Mentee. Well, it's phonetic, no? Mentee. There's, an accent. Men- <laughs> there's not there's an, an accent on mentee. <laughs> no, there's yeah, not. This guy's commenting on Facebook posts. He's spelling out words. <laughs> As why? Guy. <laughs> Stay focused. I'm really sorry for what I did. No, no, no. <laughs> You're cool, dude. Uh, but so he gives him a, he says, I may have got a little sentimental, and he gives him a right. gift, which right. is contained within the confines of a MacBook Pro box. We never see him open the gift, so it is up to us oh. to figure out exactly what is contained therein. Maeve, as our guest, I feel like you get first pass at this. Um... Can I just ask another... Do you remember when he mentioned his mother? Like, he goes, yes. like, he was playing the piano or something like that, and then what happens again? Like, he, says, he, he said, uh, like... He's playing he, the piano, and James Reed says, that's yeah. pretty good. Did, did your mom play the piano or something no, like that? No, he doesn't like, prop quite so heavily. He says, that's pretty good. And he goes, yeah, my mum taught, pia- that my mom taught piano. Yeah. And then he, she, he goes, does she still teach? And he goes... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. So that was never resolved... So I thought maybe something in the box was like something to do with like the mother. Holy fuck. Right. <laughs> what kind of thing? I don't know if I'm primed for this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I don't know, just like her, her ID or something. Or like, here's your, here she is. Or like, <laughs> what? <laughs> to reunite them. Not, in a, not like her ashes. Oh. Not like her ashes or anything. But, but just still. like, you know... So she's... Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but look. Maeve, but still. No, no, but so you're saying... Or like some, maybe some sheet music, like your mom sent me this from prison or <laughs> that something. sounds like a gag. Hey, your mom sent me this from prison. Yeah, because she's in like a, a women's prison. Oh, so she's still alive, but she's been incarcerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dig that. But what do you why think she did to get her on the inside? I think she did a murder-suicide. Or no... <laughs> like a murder, <laughs> just a murder. That doesn't quite work. <laughs> if no, she is alive hey, and incarcerated, no, no, no. this feels like. So hold on for a second. This podcast is nothing if not a brainstorm, and there are no bad ideas in the brainstorm. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm not so, calling it a bad idea. I'm calling it legally unsound. Zicoli's, a murder suicide. Zakoli's mother has performed a murder suicide. Come back as a ghost. Yeah. Has been tried for the crimes she committed. Yeah. In ether- ethereal form. Yeah. And sent to prison all the same. Yeah, she's in go- like ghost jail. Schlubbing it with the corporeal forms. Exactly. She's got her own cell, or does she have a cellmate? She's haunting a cell. Gotcha, perfect. With another, with a real girl. Well, tell me about the real woman, girl. 
um, she's, uh, I want to say, I want to say like, um, what crime did she do? Just like tax evasion. Love She's it. like a nice lady. She just like got mixed up with the wrong yeah. crowd, like a bad accountant. Your bog yeah. standard you know? garden variety tax <laughs> evasion. <laughs> and so she's there and she's like, she's always saying to the guards, it's so cold in here. Because um, Zac Efron's mother is whew, all around. Can she see her? No, she can just feel her presence. Nice. Okay. This I'm is, sorry. No, no this, yeah. is, this is all sound and good. Yeah, I'd say this will make it into the show, right? Oh, I can't help but feel like you're moving us on and I've got so many more questions about this situation. Yeah, my, my main question would be, yeah. why is she haunting this tax-evading woman? Right. And Oh, I know, because she's like... Um, she's a Catholic and that's like really bad to kill yourself if you're a Catholic. So she's actually... Her guilt has travelled into the afterlife and she's put herself in prison. Yeah. She volun- She is yeah. voluntarily incarcerated. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Hey, we can clap all we want. There's yeah. still more questions. <laughs> I think that wraps and it up. And so she has somehow... <laughs> yeah, I got my up. Catholics in. Where are my Catholics? <laughs> <laughs> no St. Peter fans in the room tonight? Okay. Very good. Uh, not quite as many as Maeve really teed up for. <laughs> Uh, so, but and so, in between, yeah. sort yeah. of grappling with her own guilt and haunting this, yeah, maybe Presbyterian or some other re- religion tax evader. She's Buddhist, actually. <laughs> yeah, guy doesn't seem very in keeping with Buddhism to evade tax. No, she's newly. You know how you go into prison, you convert to Buddhism. <laughs> you like find Buddha. Yeah, it's what, what all of the killers say. They yeah, say, oh, I found Buddha. Yeah. And so, in between all this, she finds yeah. the time to write some sheet music, you suggest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because what's spookier, you know? Like, do you think that a ghost would just write in words in English? I doubt it, guy. No. I think that they'd be like, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. And, but she somehow yeah. found a way to physically, you know, transcribe, address, and mail. Yeah. This to a man whom no, she does not know. She was, visit- she was visited by the elderly DJ because he is confronting his own mortality again <laughs> and again and again throughout the film. Can I just Do you say, remember Maeve, he said, you, what did he say again? I'm sorry, just elderly really. T- <laughs> 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 We've added that to... Uh, Do you remember in the bathroom the when he's like, there's some things you can't repair or something like that? You're not even old enough to know the definition yeah, yeah, of yeah. the word irrevocable. Irrevocable. <laughs> The other <laughs> thing he says is he uses mm. the C word, which really... Uh, right. Heavy. Mm. Big. Yeah. It's good. It's a good swear. He calls uh, Zach Efron's character a weaselly little cunt. Whoa. I'm not sure if we've ever had a C word on the podcast before. Uh, we certainly have. We've talked about <laughs> this exact scene. <laughs> because what the fuck else are we going to talk about? <laughs> My guy. Oh, Bear Can, you'll never turn against me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mm. so James Reed from The Feelers, the elderly DJ, yeah, yeah, visits yeah. this woman's penitentiary. And you know what actually is a good time to point out that actually women in prison get a lot just, fewer just a little, visitors... <laughs> Women in prison get a lot fewer visitors than the men in prison do, actually. So that's something to think about. 
Yeah, I think. So in a way, this movie subverts that norm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an interesting layer. Is that another one of the ways in which you found this movie quite moving? Very. Well, for, at the start, I was like, this isn't really believable <laughs> that he would be visiting her in prison because I knew about how fewer... <laughs> but then I said, look, it's a fucking movie. Put, stop overthinking it, you know. They're obviously very skillful said, filmmakers. He went to the... Just accept it. He went to the prison to meet the mother to get the sheet music to bring it back. It's a fine to the line younger between uh, seeing a movie and not being able to tell whether or not they can achieve the genre or if they're so skilled they're subverting the genre. Right. And I like that you've extended enough faith to Maximum Joseph to go, you know what? <laughs> my shaman, mm -hmm. my, my faith in your hands. Mm -hmm. And we're going to the prison. Right. And we're going to go visit Zicoli's mum. What was her name? What is her name? Sh 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 uh, Sandra. Sandra, of course. Sandra. 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 Because it yeah. sounds Sandra. like song. Right. Spelt the traditional way? Yeah. Yeah, just Sandra uh, Efron. <laughs> Do you know, the thing is for me, for yeah. how emotional and overwhelming the moment of the gift exchange yeah. must be for yeah. Zac Efron's character. Right. They really don't dwell on it much for the rest of the movie <laughs> at all. Right, but when he's crying, do you remember at the scene when he's weeping at the end? Yeah. You don't know what is in his mind. <laughs> do you this think is, he's... This is what's created the crying DJ. I think so. Oh, Maeve. Yeah. You are wonderful. <laughs> Beautiful. This is, I mean, this is this is the second to last opportunity we have to just have a bunch of lore <laughs> in there, and this is just tremendous. Really captured me. Yeah, right. I like it a lot. You are uh, a lot of people left while I was talking, but I did see. I mean, well, they, they also came back. Right. You're they the person equivalent the of that sign. Right. <laughs> You've captured me. It's great. Um, but there's there's uh, there's another segment. Well, yeah, there's one other piece of business to attend to. Now, Tim, would you like to telegraph the segment in your traditional way this evening? No. <laughs> toot, toot! <laughs> your last is a great way to telegraph a segment. <laughs> uh, now, in the interest of the fact you've seen this movie... Hey, Guy, can I be honest with you? <laughs> I was aware there was a segment we hadn't done. I forgot what it was. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why I said no. I didn't mean to leave you out in the cold in front of this beautiful Brooklyn no, no. Roman you did a grand of humans looking upon us. You and can I just job. say once again, can I take this opportunity to say, a lot more people than I was expecting in this room. <laughs> it's good. Good amount of humans in here, good amount of heat. It could be a hallucination. <laughs> Imagine that. No, this is not new terrain, guy, for Timberley <laughs> Wembley. Timberley Wembley's been here before. <laughs> He's seen the sights. He Deep knows what's good. Absolutely. So this, this, uh, this final segment, Maeve, uh, requires uh, some role-playing. Now, if you can imagine, which well, shouldn't be a huge stretch, that Tim and I are high-powered movie executives oh. who sit upon thrones of millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And you are a writer of some description, a storyteller, if you will. So yeah. you'll have to use your ability to improvise here. Okay. I, I don't like this. <laughs> Go metaphor, not simile. Guy and I are film executives. Okay. You have an idea for the sequel to right. We Are Your Friends. Yep. I got it. And I would love to, uh, just if you give me one moment, get, uh, 
get in the right headspace to accept a visitor into my office that I share with Mr. Montgomery on the 34th floor. Hi. Hey, thank you so much for seeing me. Uh, not at all. Please take no, a seat. No, but I mean for really seeing me. Can I get you a drink? Water, Coca-Cola, uh, mm. whiskey, whatever you would I like. I might get an iced tea. Sure thing. Done. Thank you. Mr. Montgomery, we'll just get that for you now. Is that your, is that your secretary? No, no, we are uh, film executives. Oh, we work he, together oh, and okay. we fund projects, but oh, we're also givers. Yes. Okay, cool. Hey, where's your accent from? Am I allowed to chit-chat? Absolutely. Oh, where's your accent from? Well, I'm from New Zealand. Oh, interesting. Have you heard of Peter Jackson? Is that the Come west of Australia? The... Uh, yeah, it is. In a w well, it's east and south. Right. I think. It's if west if you keep right. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's everything's far... west. <laughs> I think they call it far west Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like they call the United States of America North Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's over America. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay. So listen, I, I hate to... <laughs> Thank you for showing you're working. I hate to move you along, but we actually have a few people to see. Oh, uh, yeah, I've got so. a whole slew of meetings, too. Fantastic. Then we're on the same page. Yeah, there's so, a lot of digital content, and the History Channel Facebook page is interested in commissioning me, or at least commissioning a sizzle. Okay, cool. Well, maybe you want to go and visit those <laughs> Facebook pages. It's been great to, to meet you. I didn't even no, catch No, no. I feel like there's more to this. <laughs> this uh, Wait, were, were you the two behind the film, where your we are your friends? <laughs> where are your friend? Yes, that's us. Yeah. Oh, the wow. film uh, it was the cinematic depiction of Where's Wally in a world where he cannot be seen by the naked eye except for the very observant. Here's a friend looking over him and every scene, a complex array of humans dressed similarly but not identically to Waldo localization. Nice. So there we were, and we mm. thought, how do you make this pitch a book of film? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what our solution was? We are not here to pitch our movie <laughs> <laughs> to <laughs> the writer who has come in to pitch a movie to us. <laughs> Although, can I say, Where Are Your Friends is a fantastic name <laughs> for a live-action adaptation of Where's Waldo? <laughs> and... <laughs> If you guys aren't going to use that idea, can I pitch that idea to History Take Channel it. Facebook page later? Absolutely not. We've already made the film. <laughs> okay, so go ahead, please. Okay, so uh, your film meant a lot to me and all my sisters growing up. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> growing up in rural Ireland, it was so nice to see us represented up there on the big screen. That's what we were going for, exactly. Right. It's like we always say, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And then when I saw Zac Efron and Jarhead and all the boys, then I was like, wow, I can do this too. You know, I, okay. So here's the, here's the pitch for the sequel, okay? And guess what? It's supernatural. Brilliant. Yeah. Tell me more. Uh, Very naturalistic. I like it. <laughs> it's super not, oh yeah. um, I'm glad you enjoyed it, Maeve Because I tell you, this live audience I know. 
Maybe on the second listen, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it, it was a good offer. <laughs> it was quality. You see what he did, folks? It was fine. Supernatural, we're used to the definition being of the yeah, I, unearthly I think realm. They, they both understood and chose not yeah. to enjoy it. I feel, like, I feel like I threw him a bone by repeating it. You know, like I tried to give it a second shot. And again, they were just you like, mm-hmm. I noticed. <laughs> so anyway, this happens in actually in heaven. And uh, guess who's up there? Who? Gandhi. <laughs> He's got to be. He's so good. Although, you know, there was this thing that he did. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Okay, well, I mean, I just like heard this person say, told me this once, but Gandhi had, the, his wife had this disease and Gandhi was like, we're not going to take that medicine, okay? That's not in our diet. We're not going to take that medicine. So the wife died of that disease. And then, and then Gandhi got the same disease. He was like, I'm just going to take this medicine. So I don't he know if you were here for earlier in the show where Guy revealed I'd done some mushrooms, <laughs> mate, but <laughs> this is not the kind of fodder I was in for. Anyway, I need to check that. I need to check that, but I think that might be true. So for our reference, is Gandhi in heaven or is he not? He, he is until that story comes out and God is like, get out. Raises a lot so, of questions, but let's press forward. <laughs> okay, so Gandhi, and you know who else is in heaven? Squirrel. Fucking hey, why wouldn't yeah, he be? Yeah, but also because yeah. he's Jewish. Oh, he is? Oh, wait, they don't believe in hell. Oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> wait, do you say like Jewish people can't go to heaven? No, uh, absolutely not. And thanks for uh, clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> they can't. Thank okay. you for giving me this opportunity to clarify. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> That is not what I said whatsoever. <laughs> anyway, so um, then also Shonda Efron has finally, uh, because she delivered her gift to her son, she, her soul is free and she also has ascended into heaven. And her and Squirrel, fuck. <laughs> oh. That Far is out. dope. Yeah. You didn't have me and you didn't have me and then you have me. That's a great <laughs> twist. And there is no ambiguity about this. <laughs> hey, say no more. Yeah. It's brilliant. Thank yeah. you. Or say heaps more, I don't know. It's Wait, like, can you commission pitch. this in the room? Like, can this yeah, we've got series? that power. And, and while I want to hear more, I almost want to save myself for the movie-going experience. I would like to give you $20 million. Not enough. <laughs> I would like to give you 45 that's Milli- going to make this, Million? Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you get, you've got $65 Sorry, million. Sorry, I wasn't lowballing my colleague here. $65 million, I'll take it. Fucking dope. We've got a film, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a great picture here. We do have a great picture here. Thank you so much. And now Forget look, the Avengers or whatever. Yeah. Could, what's the one that just came out? The Justice League. Ooh, didn't that bomb? <laughs> it's like boring, you guys. We get it. <laughs> They're hot. Um, now, I think, you know, we, we, uh, we're running a, a, a touch over, but what we would like to do, just because, you know, we understand there might be an opportunity in terms of mythos for you guys to address any burning questions you might have about the film, Where Are Your Friends, or pertaining to the podcast, uh, to give an opportunity to you, our humble and all-knowing audience. Mm. Is I kind of mumbling to anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
It's impossible to say. <laughs> we are all only limited to our own experience. <laughs> Yours, which goes in every direction as far as it can, which I love. Uh, but if, if there's anyone's got any questions, please. Hey, do you know what? Oh. We've got a. Mm. No, it's too much trouble. It is too much trouble, isn't it's it? Pretty We've obvious questions. I don't know if the there's a mic. Yeah, no, I'm all over it. Tim. There's a microphone there, but you don't need to worry Guy, about would that. Would you be so, Maeve? Would you be so kind as to uh, parrot the question that was yeah, delivered? Yeah. So from the, um, the the audience member said, "What happens in that bathroom?" Mm. Now, Maeve, what does this question mean to you? First of all, I'm just thinking, is it the fight scene? No, but a great guess. Yeah. Because that isn't a bathroom. No, there's a, there's a scene. You remember just before you observed, before it happened, that Squirrel was dead? Yeah. And Johnny Depp emerges <laughs> from the bathroom and he goes, you do not want to... Has anyone seen that bathroom? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does yeah. A, a fantastic Mr. Fox whistle. He goes... <laughs> <laughs> and then he, he walks out and uh, occasionally we would sort of, you know, guess at what un unseemly deeds occurred in that bathroom. Right. Right, right, Do you right. have any idea? You saw that party. What sort of shit was going on in there? I mean, there was a dead body at the end of it. Squirrel. So that you reckon it was maybe a note being like, there's a dead body in the lounge? <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, sometimes as a prank, people write in lipstick, welcome to the AIDS club, on, in the mirror of a, of a bathroom. There you are. This is, is this, this true? Yeah. That's this, this the beauty of Maeve Higgins. It's you an give American, her an inch, it's she an takes it to the most incredible place possible. <laughs> it's an American prank. Doesn't feel American. I've lived here for months, and <laughs> this is a typical Thanksgiving prank. They get, they get their Maybelline lipstick, and they write on the mirror, Welcome to the AIDS Club. It is sick. And that's why I'm glad that this movie takes place in the West Coast, and not the area Maeve has experienced... Park Her own bathroom. <laughs> tough, However, the tough zone of Park Slope. That would warrant, you know, Johnny Depp's reaction, which is like, yeah. "Have you guys been there bathroom?" <laughs> because uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't do the whistle. But the great thing about Clooney is he just clinches it with a. You don't even need to be able to whistle. You can just. I have like the, the most intense visual of what is happening in the bathroom. Can I describe it to you? Can I describe it to you? Yeah. May I? <laughs> <laughs> So many enthusiasts. <laughs> fantastically timed. A universal, yep, from the crowd. Yeah, all right. From the front row, very good. I can see it with my mind's eye. We're in the bathroom, and as every bathroom has, a bone-white porcelain basin. Clean as, as we say in New Zealand. Clean as a whistle, as you would say in America. We leave the last bit to the imagination, for we are a poetic people. <laughs> Ruminating around <laughs> this bone china coloured but still very porcelain uh, basin is not one but two yeah. tiny unicorns chasing each I other, do. making concentric circles. But, and you would only notice this if you were paying very close attention, which I was, they are getting closer and closer to the plug every time that they make a rotation around. They're happy, they're joyful. They're playing. But unfortunately, like us all, inextricably, they will be sucked into the vacuum of time and meet their untimely demise at uh, the bottom. Jesus fuck. 
I thought mine was dark, but that is like next level. <laughs> no, it's an American tradition. <laughs> it's uh, a metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have unicorns in New Zealand, right? No, not that I've seen. Right. That's <laughs> impossible to say. Uh, so I hope that's sufficiently answered your question, sir. Uh, does anyone else have any questions? Where's the knife? Oh, Where is the question. knife? Where is the knife? The knife is a co-host that Tim mm. would insist upon bringing on the podcast every now and then just to restore order in the room. <laughs> <laughs> he, at one point, who just asked, told me... I'm sorry, who asked the question? What's your name, sir? Chris? I've got some bad news, Chris. <laughs> Chris, the, the knife's gone, and that was the TSA. It happened again. And I, there was actually someone, uh, and I wish I'd kind of screen capped this and had it ready on hand, but someone on Twitter, like, foretold this exactly, but just randomly guessed it. They were like, uh, someone sort of said, where's the knife? And then someone else said, oh, I bet Tim tried to get it through customs again. <laughs> and they're 100% correct. I put it on my pack-in bag because I forgot to put it in my uh, luggage check-in one. And then uh, what they do is they check your backpack every now and then when you go for, through For, like, specifically stuff like knives. <laughs> so this... Member of the TSA, the security person said, Do you have any sharp objects in your bag? And I was like, Oh, yeah, I do. And I said, Yeah, there's a knife in there. And they said, Where is it? And I pointed to the pocket and they said, You get it out. And I said, Okay. So if the TSA person is a legend, then they have the knife. And if they're a fucking nerd, it's in a dumpster somewhere. <laughs> uh, I but do you know what? 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 <laughs> I think it was meant to be. Because, like, if you'll remember, the first knife went down like this. And now we're at the end of everything. And it just... I can only hold on emotionally to the fact that maybe this was supposed to happen in mm. the same fashion again. As sort of bookends to the podcast, you know? Mm. We started with a knife. We didn't. That's the thing. <laughs> And then we ended without a knife also. It was just us. You introduced the knife. Do you know where I bought the original knife? There was a, uh, a, a, a corner store shutting down in uh, Queen Street. And I live in New Zealand. You can just pick up a knife in corner stores in New Zealand. Absolutely. When they're going out of business, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice and cheap. Beautiful little flick knife. I thought I'll have I'll have that. The corner stores really reveal themselves when they're going out of business back home. Like, this is what we wanted to sell, you see? <laughs> <laughs> Finally like we got given our chance. Tortoise shells and like Yeah. Uh, look kids. we got, okay. we, we do have to keep we have to keep rollicking along. But luckily we've got time for one more question. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a, someone did want a question. Uh, yes, go ahead, sir. If Jarhead never fixed the toilet, how does his dad poop? I mean, I, I feel like he would poop the same way as everyone else. I think that would be limited. Deftly handled. Yeah, I think it's up to you to imagine where and how he does that. <laughs> he does have a full you... empty pool in his back, <laughs> backyard. That was the toilet to which he was originally referring. I, didn't, I wasn't concentrating on the movie. 
no, 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 no. I was, I was uh, building on the mythos. You were on the money. Oh. Did that answer your question satisfactorily? Did I add another syllable to yes. satisfactorily? <laughs> you combined sartorially and satisfactorily. <laughs> satisfactorily. I think we should all say it like that from now on. It's more fun. <laughs> I bet that'll take off. I'll fucking wager anything, my guy. It's such a good question because if the... He's answering a different question. I mean, well, okay. Can I ask you a question to answer the question? Are you posing the question in a universe wherein... The roof is the toilet, which we suggested in, in uh, an episode or two. Well, I think the pool slide would be the toilet more. The pool slide is the toilet. It's a lot more fun. Okay, so it's the, more fun. I understand. So there's a, there's a children's... I'm repeating not just to be a fuckwit, but so it is captured. No, you are a savvy dude, but I feel like you undid all of your good work <laughs> by articulating exactly why just you were repeating. Just everyone know. Uh, I understand what you're suggesting, sir. You don't think that Jahid's father shits into a children's slide <laughs> and it lands in an empty pool on his property. <laughs> no, it's good. It's a good world you live in. <laughs> Look, uh, the, the, the truth of the matter is we, we don't have time for any more questions because we are going to take a quick break and then we're all going to bust out a hot little bit of stand-up comedy for those of you who are excited. Uh, hey, you guys... You've been such a wonderful audience. Please give yourselves a sh... Patty Schwartz. Do you know I DM'd Patty Schwartz? I'll fucking read it to you. So easily distracted. You know, you can Google the tattoo. I somehow... Oh, hey, do you know what? Actually, I've come... I mean, you live here now in New York City. Maeve, I'm really sorry. This is just a little uh, no, inside business, yeah. if we may. Because, like, I've come a tremendous way to be here, and ev everyone's, you know, shifted their plans to be here. Everyone you know? has. Yeah. So no one accounted for this. Everyone is... So, what I'd love to do is a little bit of pipa. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of pipa, 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 pipa. It's been a while, huh? We didn't know that. <laughs> Do you know, it's so unexciting. Somehow, amongst all of the mess of us abusing Patrick Schwarzenegger online for three years, <laughs> we now follow each other on Twitter, which gives me the right to DM him every now and then. <laughs> My first correspondence. This is, uh, you know, it's not relevant. I'll read it to you, and then I'll go to what I actually just said. Happy New Year, Patrick! Could I take a punt at when you sent that? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Jan 2nd. Now it's May. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> 
And thanks for the follow, you stone-cold legend. <laughs> How the bloody heck are you? I hope America is going well. Spoiler. <laughs> the reason I message you, this is after we'd finished season one, by the way. The reason I, uh, uh, the reason I requested the chance to DM you is my friend Tim and I, who also has your tattoo, would love to get you on our podcast for a segment called Patty Schwartz Party Time. Are you happy to discuss this via Twitter, or would you rather we talked via email? Cheers, guy. And then he just messaged back, what's up, bud? What would I have to do? And then that conversation went nowhere. But <laughs> since then, every time we're in Los Angeles, I shoot him a message saying, hey, me and Tim would love to have a beer. And every time when we're on the way to the airport, he messages back being like, oh, I never check Twitter, even though he tweets all the fucking time. <laughs> So anyway, this is... The, the, Could you message him now before you forget? While I messaged him literally like eight hours ago today. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. All right, let's see how that goes. Mm -hmm. Oh, but it's not funny because I was trying to grease his wheels. I said, hey, Patrick, congrats on the long road home, man, which I looked up as a show he's just acted in for National <laughs> Geographic. At least, you, at least you didn't open it with, whoa, mama. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got to see it yet. How fucking hollow is this? I feel like I'm burying my soul. Haven't got to see it yet, but the reviews and trailers look amazing. <laughs> it's a long shot, I know, but if you're in LA this Friday and want to receive the hottest of heroes welcomes imaginable, my friend Tim and I are doing the last episode of our stupid podcast in West Hollywood, and if you showed up for even one minute, you would send our, absolute, our entire audience into absolute pandemonium let me know. I hope you're well. And... Oh, I'm sorry. Does Patrick Schwarzenegger follow you on Twitter? He genuinely doesn't. <laughs> it has crippled me that he only follows you. I'm sorry. Read on. Every time I DM him, I risk losing this privilege. <laughs> anyway, it has been neither seen nor responded to. Well, everyone, what an absolute climax to leave an episode on. Um... <laughs> Guy, master storyteller as always. Can we please get a round of applause for the lovely Maeve Higgins? Thank you. Thanks for having me. God, you're cool. Ow. This movie's still fine. There's a colleague One of them dies, that goes screw. One of them's a hockey. His name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.